Welcome to Archery Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals and reviews of the latest gear and equipment and much more. Hey, today we're going to have an exciting show. We're going to talk archery, as we always do. But we have uh, some some pretty pretty cool bows in our background of our guest, and we'll let him uh, talk about uh, what is going on. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury, and I'm going to be your host today on Arch Talk 101. And we have a special guest in line, John. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, Glad to be yourself. here. If you could introduce I'm, yourself, let somebody know, let us know a little bit about you. Okay, I'm John Fort. I uh, uh, have an addiction. It's called archery. Uh, as far as I know, there's not a cure for it, and uh, it's been plaguing me for over 50 years uh, since I was just a little feller in single digits when I got uh, got the bit by the bug. So, and it's just turned into a lot more than I ever expected it to be. So, and yeah. uh, I am currently sitting at uh, Katewe Archery Range. I thought we'd uh, do it from here instead of a a house or a shop. I don't know how often you get to do podcasts from an archery, actual archery range. I'm currently sitting at the pro shop. Uh, they're closed, so we, it's pretty quiet. I don't know how bad the <laughs> echo is in here, but uh, this is our trad counter. We started out with a corner, and now we've got about a third of the shop uh, that we get to use. We keep pushing all the compound stuff over a little tighter and tighter against the other wall. <laughs> um, we're located in central Indiana, just, uh, uh, well, from uh, downtown Indianapolis to uh, Noblesville is about a 30-minute drive, and it's all congested uh, city and yeah. interstates, so we're really close to downtown, but um, once the four lane goes to two lane, we're in the country. So we're currently surrounded by alfalfa, soybeans, and corn. Uh, we're in a big uh, park in Hamilton County at Strawtown and named Kotewe Park, hence Kotewe Archery Range. Uh, Kotewe is actually a Miami Indian word, means prairie. So this was all prairie at one time. Uh, we're uh, sitting on top of a huge Indian encampment that had been had been Indians living here for over a thousand years, I guess, before we, you know, run them off basically. Uh, and uh, there is they find bison bones, pottery, and and all kinds of Indian artifacts here. And all you have to do is pull the sod up, and they're just right under the grass. Hmm. Now, this was a huge farm. The same family owned it. They got it from the Indians. And this 880 acres uh, park now, the guy, the last uh, tailor that owned it, uh, do donated it as a park. So the county thought they needed an archery range. So they put up a nice building and invited a, a friend of mine to come in and start, a, uh, start an archery range. And uh, he rents the building and, and everything else is his that's here. Uh, we got over 100 3D animals. 
We've set, we've run a IBO tournament and an ASA tournament at the same time on the same weekend. Um, we can do a lot here. Yeah, that so, sure sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is central Indiana. It's flat, but we do have uh, we do have some up and downhill shots. Um, about a third of our uh, a forty animal course. About a third of it is uphill. About a third of it's downhill, and about a third of it's uh, flat shooting. So we can provide a variety. Uh, We've been uh, contacted by USA Archery. We're going to hold a national event here next year. It's uh, going to be a cool. field archery tournament. Uh, so, you know, things are really, things, things are good. We had uh, the TSA, TAS World Championship last year. We've held numerous state championships, uh, all kinds of traditional archery stuff because of uh, Mandy and I. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we're busy, busy group over here. Uh, yeah, that I'm, sounds like it. Yeah. The compound side is you get whatever you want, whatever's out there. I don't know how many different, uh, dealers they are, but there are several, um, yeah. and there's more wanting to come aboard here. Uh, we are an authorized bear dealer, uh, so we have the uh, custom, you know, Kodiaks in stock. Yeah. We got we got the Eichler bows in stock. Uh, we have we can get about whatever you need as far as traditional archery. We do a a lot of uh, beginner uh, stuff here. Uh, people just want to get in, dip their toe in, two three hundred dollars, and they're set up and they can go out and shoot all their own stuff they don't have to rent anymore we do have a very good rental program here um you know it's uh it's full-fledged archery it's a new facility too i think it's about eight years old so it's still fairly brand new facility yeah that um, is a fairly new building a lot, a lot of archery shops end up being in old buildings just because that that's what's available you know yeah 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 so they've uh it's really put together nice they've uh They've made a, uh, a conscious effort. We've got uh, two 100-yard ranges. We do have a lot of Olympic shooters that stop by and shoot Olympic-style archery. We have a 30-yard uh, range for your bow hunters to, uh, we have bags set up every five yards out, out to 30 yards so they can set sights and people can just shoot bags. We have uh, our rentals have a, uh, we have uh, dinosaurs and all kinds of fun stuff. It's actually just right over my shoulder here. Uh, we have dinosaurs and such out there for kids to shoot. Uh, we have a Bigfoot out there. Um, and then we have a regular uh, target range flat. Uh, the yellow, red, blue, black, white target for uh, uh, the renters to shoot their rental stuff. So. Yeah, quite a quite a selection of stuff out there. That that's for sure. It makes me wish I still lived in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used, to in, uh, I used to live in South Bend. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh absolutely we cover every aspect of archery here. Uh, you know, there's nothing that we don't do. Uh, at one time, we thought we was going to have a uh, an equestrian 
the horseback archery holding oh, them yeah? here. Yeah, but they uh, found another place. We have a we actually have an equestrian center right next door to us, where you can oh, rent yeah. horses. Yes, where you can rent and ride uh, horses on a trail through the park. So, yeah, yeah. There's a, a tree just a little little north of us, uh, and it's a walk, just a little walk. Uh, you can uh, uh, do a tree zip lines and tree trot uh, tree from tree to tree rope walks and all kinds of uh, aerial stuff like that so yeah that's, that's pretty cool yeah and i i know i i interviewed a guy that does the archery horseback archery yeah and it's amazing watching them full gallop they're shooting arrows at targets and hitting them <laughs> yeah that's what made the hunts such a bad group of people yeah <laughs> You know, they're riding around. That's hard to hit. You know, you're riding full full steam on a horse shooting arrows. That's a hard target to shoot at. Yeah, and they they knock the arrows up a little differently. They, they right-handed will do it on the right side of the bow, and then they use a thumb ring because then as you pull back, it forces it into the bow instead of away from it, and, yeah. and they'll hold some in their hands and and draw them back and shooting and. Not even holding onto the reins or nothing. They're just kind of controlling the horse with their knees and just oh, go. Yeah. The horse knows where to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. The, the rider and the horse are really one unit. Yeah. For them. Yeah. They, so. they've, they've got to be. Yeah. So it sounds like you got quite a bit going on. And um, I know you can turn your camera on. Maybe those watching would like to see the shop there. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides, you know, just the traditional archery aspect. Uh, I'll give you a little shot of uh, the pro shop. Mandy is actually dodging the camera right now. <laughs> so, so she's got to get on the camera again. She was on it before. <laughs> yeah. So we, here's here's a shot of, of uh, some of our traditional stuff. Well, a lot, a lot of bows. Is, those listening to us, there's... There's all kinds of accessories, all kinds of bows, more accessories, more more traditional bows, crossbows. Um, oh yeah, arrows, and of course Mandy's in the camera again. Yeah. And then <laughs> clear on her far wall, I see some compounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, dedicated we, to almost no space. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a uh, selection of uh, recurves. Uh, like I said, we have a I don't know, good eight or nine brand new bears that are uh still in the bags untouched uh for uh, uh for sale considering we are a bear dealership yeah so, uh, and, and for those uh, listening if they wanted to get a hold of you and uh, maybe order something how would they get a hold of you um american billionaire elon musk has let's see how about Katewis? My uh, my lovely assistant Mandy is getting me a Katewi card. Oh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we can get a screenshot of, of that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's doing pretty good. Yeah, it's got uh, the facilities manager. Uh, was it Tony Gert? Tony Gert, uh, yeah, yeah, three one seven 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 six eight four seven two. Uh, and then it's um, 
Kia Talk. I'll have to put a link in the description for the, the email, but uh, yeah. uh, address is on there as well. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put uh, I'll put links and information in the description. So if you're interested in getting a hold of them, just look at the description and uh, uh, it'll be there. Yeah, we uh, uh, that is just you know what generally happens here as far as what. Uh, Mandy and I do here and around the state of Indiana. It's, uh, we're currently, uh, uh, I'm pro staff director for Three Rivers Archery. I think everybody's heard of that. Yeah, um, if you're an archer, you've heard of Three Rivers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jonathan Karch decided uh, uh, in the uh, fall of uh, 2019, uh, he approached Mandy and I at the uh, uh, IBO World Championships out in West Virginia. Uh, about organizing a uh, team and I've known Jonathan for several years and have you know shot shot with him several times and uh, he decided he wanted to put a team together and I've been around this since oh the very early 90s so I, I, I've kind of I know of everybody or know everybody or a bunch and yeah uh, so uh, we started uh, we started that fall working on teams and I started making phone calls and, and uh, we ended up with, uh, we've had some very, very high profile people on our, on our staff. And uh, this will be, this is our fourth year. We're going into our fifth year. I'll be making a video announcing our exception of applications uh, and give links to the, uh, uh, where to send an application and uh, videos. So, uh, you have to keep a uh, eye on our Hoosier trad page. The Hoosier traditional archers will have it there. Here's a uh, here's a flyer of it. Yeah, and we'll we'll get information on on that yeah. too when it when it comes out. We'll we'll definitely put some some links in the in the group and you know Arch Talk One One Facebook group is a good place to go because you get to see these videos live and and we can communicate with them and. You know, we'll put something out there, you know, for those that are interested in it to, you know, apply and, mm -hmm. you know, when we have events coming up, we'll put links to events and, you know, just, you just help the archers out if they want to take it to the next level. This is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, we've had, uh, um, we've had uh, uh, Ken Renus, uh, Michael Davenport, uh, Paul Helms, um, Fon Gerard. Um, Alan Marcy and uh, Amanda Gray, which did uh, the podcast Breaking Trad, um, um, of course, the famous Matt Boggs. And uh, so we've had some some heavy hitters on our team. So we're looking to put on more heavy hitters. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll find out this. Uh, this December, where Jonathan wants to take the team, we kind of last year we, we kind of figured we was just going to go up and pick a team, and you know, two three hours and we was going to leave, and we ended up being all day. We reorganized everything. <laughs> yeah, turned, you know, we got done, and and uh, Jonathan said, "Well, I wasn't expecting to do that, but yeah, we, <laughs> we redone a lot. Uh, you know, it was a." Uh, Economically, it was a bad year last year, so we made some changes to try to uh, help the team and and uh, still be able to afford to put one on. 
So yeah, that that's the key. You got to make it affordable and and you know so that everybody can have fun and and not break the bank doing it. Right, right, right. Yeah, but you know, uh, as far as uh, uh, giving back, I I I can't think of any anybody else but Three Rivers that's given back like this. They've given a lot of people a lot of opportunities and they've given away a lot of equipment. And, uh, you know, they have a, uh, we have a first, second, third payout also. Jonathan gives us money for, you know, placing in top tournaments. So, you know, we've had, uh, just this year, we've had uh, on state and national events, we've had uh, 21 first place winners on our team. We've had 15 second place winners and uh, two third place winners that's, you know, competed at higher levels. So in the 3D world, uh, but uh, 3D is done and uh, now we're heading into the indoor season. So we'll see what happens indoor wise. Yeah. Uh, there's not much indoors going on in the Southern uh, United States. I don't know why, but uh, there's the, it's not as, uh, it's not happening down there like it is up here. So uh, I kind of, it's kind of a bummer, but uh, I know they, they do do a little bit of 3D. And even with that, um, we shot almost every weekend this year. I think it was just two or three weekends that Mandy and I didn't travel someplace to shoot. I know I've logged uh, almost 6,000 miles just this summer in shooting. <laughs> That's a lot of miles on a vehicle. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm miled out, but, uh, you know, uh, it's like I said, it's, it's an addiction. Yeah, <laughs> but, but a good addiction. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is fun. So, you know, we do, do enjoy getting around and we support a lot of the other clubs. I know you had Whiskey City on here a while back, David yep. Schneider. Uh, we we support him. He supports us. The Indiana Traditional Bow Hunters Association. We support them. Um, our Facebook page, uh, Hoosier Traditional Archers, tries to put any uh, tournament that's going on in Indiana on that page. So even the compound shooters can go someplace and say, you know. Look here, this is what's happening this weekend. So uh, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, you know, uh, we're here for traditional archery, but we want to support the whole archery family, also. Yeah. So you know, uh, we've got uh, we put on a uh, Hoosier Traditional Archers puts on a triple crown, uh, which consists of four different shoots uh, through the state. So if you if you miss one uh you can still participate in a triple crown uh, you can uh, uh and if you shoot all four we will drop your lowest score and only keep your three highest as a little little bonus for shooting all four of them and then uh we put on a uh traditional all traditional state championship at the uh fourth of the first weekend of july every year saturday sunday and that's a uh, it's a come in and shoot your 40 and, and leave. And if you want to uh, camp, we have camping available right here on the premises and you can uh, pay a price and shoot all weekend. So that sounds pretty good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, um, next February, we're going to start a uh, traditional weekend, be the third weekend of the month. Uh, we'll have anywhere between 30 and 40 targets set out uh, for the weekend. And we will, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it'll be 10 or $12, maybe $8 to shoot, uh, shoot a 3D round. Uh, and on you know 35 40 targets that's that's not a bad deal no uh, that's pretty good <laughs> and if you want to come back sunday we got a uh, special deal for two days if you want to uh just shoot you want to come back and shoot the second day we've got a we'll have a special deal to shoot two days our regular price is 12 dollars to shoot the 3d range but we're going to come in a lot we're going to come in a couple three or four dollars under that for traditional weekend so, so if you carry a long bow or a recurve in even if it's an olympic recurve you get the uh, shooter discount for the weekend that that's pretty good i see mandy has uh posted some of the information in the group so uh those of you that are watching if you want to get in our stock 101 facebook group there's there's links there for you to uh, connect up with you guys and and it's, it's a lot of good information out there and you know, hey, let's let's just get this this going and keep promoting it and keep promoting and having fun. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at we're looking at about nine hundred and eighty some people on our Facebook page now. Oh, um, yeah, we're we're starting to really roll. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty good. I, I, I my group's growing pretty good too. I just had 20 more people request and I got 938 so you know I'm pushing there too and and very good you know it's it, it's kind of nice when you can uh you know have a group a community you know a community where we can get in there and talk about different things and you don't have to worry about ads being sold to and you know that's what's nice about you know groups like like you have and I have where you know it's we're providing information and content no no sales ads in there and and that's what makes it really nice when when we can do that and don't have to worry about, you know, having, you know, people trying to put stuff in there we don't want because, hey, we're here to promote archery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, you know, we can't forget about the manufacturers. They make it all happen. I, right. Uh, I, I do. I don't want car dealerships and I don't want, you know, uh, Susie Homemaker, unless she's cooking venison or turkey yeah you know? yeah there you go <laughs> that's that's good you know, but, how, you know how to cook the meat we kill you know the animals we yeah. kill and cook and eat and and Absolutely. hey that's uh you know hey that would be some good information is how to cook it <laughs> yeah i i'm not worried about uh you know laundry detergents and and uh tires and all that other cars but well unless it's, it's uh, laundry detergent for washing your hunting clothes yeah yeah that's now, a little bit different would, that would work yeah yeah long as long as we can keep it hunted hunting related or uh 3d related that that's okay uh i encourage people to get out there and and post if they just shot 3d somewhere made an excellent yeah. shot just stick it on the facebook page heck fire everybody likes to look at that stuff yeah so, just, just get something out there that's that, that's fun and you know what are you doing in archery yeah yeah you know, absolutely being a bow tech you know i work on bows once in a while but who's the last ones to get their bow worked on oh yeah <laughs> me <laughs> yeah yeah 
Uh, yeah, last week we, <laughs> yeah, last week we, uh, last Wednesday we set up. Uh, Mandy and I, I finally got our hunting bows uh, set up. I had got hers the weekend before, but I just got mine set up last weekend, and uh, we spent the last uh, we spent yesterday at the last three D shoot of the year, uh, as far as regular three D season, uh, shooting our hunting setup. So, I'm, I'm, it, I must say I'm not disappointed in what I got going. So, yeah, and that's what I normally do at, at the three D shoots. I'm shooting my hunting setup. I'm not shooting something that's designed for shooting three Ds and you know, I'm more interested in, okay, I want to judge yardage to the animal and I want to put the arrow where I want it to go. Um, although I realize out of a tree stand, you're not going to shoot where I would, you know, on the 3D target. Yeah. Uh, because if you shoot those high angles, you're not going to have a good, good exit. So, um, you know, but being able to pick the spot you want to hit is, is kind of what I like about the 3D shoots. And I think they're more fun than shooting targets, but you know, I feel like targets. I like to shoot spots because it develops my skill of knowing if I put this pin uh, where over this target and I shoot, I know I'm going to hit it. And then I like the 3Ds because now then I know I can judge the yardage. And now between the two, when I go out hunting, unless I forget to aim, but <laughs> we've all done that. You know, I now I know. Okay, I know how far the deer is, or whatever the animal is. Mostly deer is what I shoot for, and, and then I know if if it's that far, I know we're pulling pins. I know I'm going to get the deer. Well, at least I have a good chance. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Sometimes you mess up, and and you know that's the way it goes sometimes. But you know, at least you have the confidence that you can execute the shots, and you know that's one thing. It you you just got to realize it's if you're not going to um, take a shot then that's good you know if you there's some reason you want to um that's what's nice about some of the bionic deers that are the steel plates with the vitals cut out at, at your different shoots um and i was like no i don't want to take a chance of wrecking a, an arrow would you take that shot at a deer well yeah but you won't risk your arrow but you're going to risk wounding the deer it's like yep, yep, shoot the target yep. This is that buck of the lifetime. If you get your arrow back, you got it. If you don't, well, you just wounded that animal and you'll never get it because it's going to run off somewhere and die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it turns into coyote bait. Right. And, you know, I, I think, you know, there should be uh, a, a special class for those that are, are doing hunting because it should be minus five for hitting foam an eight, 10 or 12 or whatever you have there. So if you have a kill shot, you get positive points. If you have a wounding shot, you get negative points. Yeah, I've shot tournaments like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, fun stuff. Yeah, it is kind of kind of fun because then that makes you think, it's like, okay, can I make this shot? You know, and, and it's like, I don't think I can make this shot. So now then you take a zero as opposed to taking a minus five. Yeah. You know, so. That would be, I think that'd be fun one to do. All of them I've been to have just been, you know, five, eight, ten. You know, those, some of them will do a 12 ring, but. Yeah. The Cloverdale uh, Nationals here in Indiana, they sh they have a five or nothing. If you hit it in the uh, eight ring, it's five points. Anything else is a zero. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been that way for 
man, they've, they've been got it, going at it for over 30 years there. Oh, and, uh, it's, it's huge. It's a huge traditional meet. It's the weekend before Compton. So there's, oh, yeah. uh, there's the, uh, Compton Michigan shoot right after the, uh, Cloverdale nationals. So that'd be fun one to go to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, their weekend, they have people showing up on Wednesday, uh, before the event, uh, coming in and, uh, camping and, and, uh, there's a there's quite a bit happening there in the, the uh, camping areas. It's it's a good time. I've been going since I think '94, and I think I probably yeah. you could probably count on one hand how many uh, events I've missed since '94 there at uh, Cloverdale. So I enjoy I enjoy it, and it's it's one you you just go to shoot. It, there's no pressure. It's it's not about winning or losing. It's just a fun shoot. I mean, yeah, they do have a scoring system, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. You can just go shoot for fun, stand where you want and shoot. Nobody cares. Yeah, that, that's kind of nice. I, I know when I was going with a friend of mine that we used to go with all the time that neighbor grew up with, we would go and uh, uh, we didn't care actually where we positioned. Because you know that what they do, they do like three different flights. So you might have thirty people, and you got a first, second, third. Well, then eleven is first, second, and third, and then you go to twenty-one is first, second, third, and you know. So yeah, getting a first when you're in position twenty-one, yeah, what's that really mean? Uh, <laughs> but it does give some people and uh, you know some encouragement that in that bottom third shooters, you at least beat the other third. Yeah. Um, you know they're they're fun, but we didn't care. It's it, it's matter who got to give it, who got to take it on the way home. You know, so yeah. One time I'd win, one time Randy win. You know, back and forth, and and you know just you know that was that was the fun part of it. Or taking your kids, you yeah. know, to different shoots. And when they're so young, you know, we put them up close enough they can hit the animal, and if they're not going to stick because they're those you know the kids ones that are rounded and. Mm-hmm. with that light bows all they do is bounce off and we give them five points if it bounced off because they hit it you, yeah. you know unless it stuck we did we didn't really tell where it was at but they at least got five points just for hitting the animal and you know then as they got older they got you know real tips on their arrows and they would start sticking but yeah i started my kids off with the pointy arrows <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, even though yeah, when, when they're starting with a five pound bow uh, yeah even the pointy arrows don't stick <laughs> yeah yeah i've found that there's a lot more competition going on in individual groups than there is throughout the entire shoot that day oh, yeah there's a lot of bragging a lot of bragging going on and that's the way it should be yeah i, I know i went and helped up nebraska they have the missouri river outdoor expo um up by sioux city nebraska and there was a there was one group come in of three guys and and was doing what they call the aerial archery, where mm-hmm. they have like a foam disc and you shoot and you have the arrows you're shooting out of recurves and that you have the this great big old like tennis ball thing on the front of it, you know to hit it. There's no no point on it and they launch it and then you shoot it. Well, these three guys like okay, um, loser buys the beer, you know, or something like that. And and we end up all three of them end up hitting it once. Two of the guys hit it twice. It's like, it's yeah. amazing. I've tried to do them and I finally hit one, <laughs> you know, after kind of towards the end, it was still kind of rolling the end. And I finally hit it. You know, it's yeah. not easy to hit those things when they're flying like that. 
No, no, it's not. I've uh, I've shot uh, several aerial targets, and there's a rhythm you have to get in. Um, yeah, and you're not. I can't look at the target. I have to look where it's going, and right. it's a anticipation. Because if I look at the target, the arrow's behind it. If I right. look in front of it, then I'm 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 hitting it. But it's yeah. it's hard to shoot it a blank spot in the air. It takes a little training for me. Yeah. So. Well, and it's rising and falling, and, and and it's not consistent how it comes out too. Sometimes they come out a little bit lower, some a little higher, and they're just kind of when we first got it, there was a problem with it. And it was really inconsistent. One time it might just kind of bounce five feet, roll, roll, and other times it launch it up and. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. had one guy that used to shoot a lot of uh, um, skeet, and so you could see him just following, leading, and he was hitting a lot of them. You know, because yeah. it's, it's you know dead so much skeet. I don't do much of that because, well, now that for me the the target's too blurry and the pins are too blurry, so I got a blurry pin hitting it, trying to hit a blurry target, and that don't work too well. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of that when I was younger. Uh. I had still have my my uh, trap gun, but uh, uh, no archery, pretty much. I have a uh, five gallon bucket of those aerial targets that uh, me and my buddies will get out every once in a while. Yeah, throw them up and, and shoot at them. Stand behind the corner of the house and and throw them in the air. <laughs> yeah, and then go out in my alfalfa arrows land up and down out my alfalfa field, so no danger there. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun. I want to do it. My son shot trap for a while, but he used my 870 Wingmaster, which is it's a hunting gun. You know, he yeah. didn't have no fancy trap gun or nothing. It's like, hey, this is what you're gonna hunt with. Shoot it. And that's yep. what I've done. You know, if if that's what I'm going to be using when I'm hunting, that's what I'm gonna use. You know, and when I do 3Ds or even indoor, I was shooting my bow at 70 pounds. That's what I hunt with, and that's what I was that's what I shot. And for me back then, if I cranked it down to 60, I didn't lock into my form. I locked in my form better at 70 because I, I could, you know, had that little extra force. Yeah. And yeah. Now I haven't been doing as much shooting as I should. And and Jim, I'm trying it down to 60 just for some of the stuff I was doing. And and I'm gonna have to start getting ready for hunting season because it's already started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, it is I still, get, I, I still gotta get my bow ready. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I got mine on. I got my setup. It's just a uh, just uh, screwing on the uh, VPA broadheads and uh, going. Uh, Wednesday, I'm going to shoot broadheads here. Uh, bring the uh, block target out and uh, shoot, yeah. shoot. Sacrifice a broadhead, but they're easily sharpened and and uh, be ready to go. Well, I shoot the Muzzy three blade, and and I just got some dull blades that you know over the years that I just put those in and shoot those when I'm ready. I just pull them out and put the the sharp ones in and, and and go from there and that way i'm i'm not shooting practice blades i'm shooting the actual blade that i'm going to be hunting with it's just it's not a sharp one yeah and you know and then and then you just tune them in so that they hit where you want them to hit so that they're consistent and yeah you know with with the slower speed bows um you can do those fixed blades get them tuned to fly good and consistent you know i i set mine up so that I can hit an X ring with my broadhead. That's yep. where I want it to go. Um, now I'm a hunting bow. If I put targets on, I'm not anywhere close to hitting the X ring, but they're all grouped because I don't want to put broadheads on the group where I want them to go. And you know, I have another bow if I want to shoot field tips. 
So I, yeah. I, I just shoot that one with the broadheads, and I got a broadhead target, so I can shoot them all I want and and take care of that. But it's important to, to shoot them and know how they go. And now, when you start getting faster, I've seen once you start getting, you know, start pushing that three hundred feet per second, or maybe a little, little bit faster, the the fixed blades get real difficult to uh, uh, to get fly consistently. Oh yeah, yeah. But with the trad bows, you don't have to worry about it because you're not going to get that kind of speed out of them. <laughs> no, if you're getting 200 feet a second, you're lucky. You know, yeah, you're shooting a heavy arrow and you know a little heavier poundage, but you know getting the getting that kind of speed. Plus, we're you know we we get by with shooting uh, four and five inch feathers also. Yeah, while we're hunting, so there's a good guide system on the back of that missile. Well, and I still use four inch feathers on my my arrows. I I don't really like shooting veins. I just like feathers. Yeah. Because I grew up shooting feathers. Back when I started, the option was feathers or feathers. You could either yeah. solid color or barred colors. That, yeah, that was yeah. your option. And, and in parabolic or shield cut, you know, the style of cut. Um, but yeah, I just never got away from shooting feathers and I just like shooting feathers. And if it's rainy out, I have extra ones and it gets kind of all wet. I just pull it out and stick another one in and <laughs> just switch them out. I don't yeah. like hunting in the rain anyway. So if it's if it's that rainy that I'm not going to get a shot anyway, because I'm not going to be able to blood trail it anyway. So then you well, have to track some, in the mud. They've got some nice products now to uh, heal that water uh, yeah. on your feathers. Uh, they've uh, they've come a long ways uh, yeah, as far I, as I keeping things got, dry. I've got this. There's some feather dry stuff you can stick on them and and stuff like that. But um, I don't really care to run hot in the rain anyway. But if I do get a little bit, then I have extra ones. They're dry. I just change them out and get home. Just stick the kettle and steam it and get them back in place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feathers are designed to fly. Right. So. You know, even if you lose half a feather, it it's not going to affect the arrow fly. Just get oh. rid of the loose part of the feather and shoot the arrow, shoot the bow. So, yeah, I, I've had some where the feathers missing pieces of it, and it didn't fly any different than the other ones. No. Now a vein, if you get a cut in a vein, <laughs> oh, they, they make a terrible noise, and they they get erotic and. Um, you know, if they get wrinkled up or anything, um, they don't fly very well. And uh, I, I haven't done it because I don't shoot veins, but, you know, I've heard if you take a hairdryer, you can straighten them back out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't shoot veins. So I've never tried it. Yeah. I know uh -huh. you, you can take a, a feather and just, you know, run your fingers on it and, and it gets straight out and then steam it and it just goes right back to normal. Yeah, it goes right back it's to kind of weird how they'll the, the steam will do that to them. Yeah, yeah, Mother Nature figured yeah. that out a long time ago. So yeah, I uh, now uh, this Sunday opens up our deer season. So well, oh, yeah, I haven't. Ours started September first. <laughs> it it, it beginning September is just too hot. You know, I'm not going out and hunting when it's you know 90s, 100 degrees out. Um, for one, when you do kill the animal, how much time do you have before it starts going bad? Not much. Yeah. If you go in the morning, you've got at least daylight to find it. But if you go at night and you can't blood trail it and find it, it's not going to be good in the morning. No. 
Yeah, you know, it, so. it, it'll go fast. That's the yeah. bad thing of warm weather hunting. Yeah, and that, that's why I prefer to wait for a little bit, a little bit cooler and and hot mornings when it's going to be like that. Because then you have at least daylight to find them. And there's times when was tracking one and blood trail basically run out and we're we're walking we're walking we probably walked a hundred yards didn't find anything it's like couldn't find anything and end up come back later we stopped probably 30 feet from where it will lay down oh no <laughs> 30 yeah. feet from where he was at because by the time we come back the next week like where is it we went and found it. it's like that we stopped looking 30 feet before we got to it Mm. that's you about know, that no blood trail no we didn't have no idea where it was at or anything and and you know we're we're doing circles and nothing and you know then of course then we kind of had to pay for it because i had to smell it for a while every time it was out oh. i had to smell it for a while <laughs> until the coyotes got to clean it up huh yeah yeah they uh i was fortunate enough a few years ago to have a uh a, a big old 125 pound white German shepherd that was good at finding them dudes. Oh yeah. And, oh, the tiniest, tiniest speck of blood. He smelled it and he, he'd run right straight to it. A deer that's a uh, freshly shot. Uh, I can only recall one that, uh, he did not, uh, he didn't find. So he was real good about, about blood trail. And he was white, so you know he wasn't in fear of getting. I wasn't afraid of him get shot. Plus, you know, I had him on a twenty-five foot rope too. Oh yeah. So they have to be tethered in Indiana. Oh yeah. They have to be on a lead. So yeah. Well, that keeps from running off too far on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he was uh he did a real good job about staying with you. I mean, he never lunged on a leash. He was always mindful of that. So. You know, we, I had a, a hunting dog for a while and, and he liked to hunt really close. Um, like there's a couple of times I'm taking a step and I just knocked him over because he run right in front of me and he'd go back and forth on the trail. And uh, I know one time I, uh, I just encouraged him to keep going on, you know, I said, you know, where's the bird and thing. And it kept going and going. And he was probably a hundred yards ahead of me. Now, if he kicked up a bird there was hunters would have shot it. And I just stood there, looked at him. I didn't motion it, didn't say a word. He's looking at him. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? He come running back. <laughs> you know, he, you know, 10, 10, 15 feet in front of you is where he liked to be. And, you know, dogs amazing what, what they can do. I just thought about training to, um, you know, hunt deer or go find the kids or something, but, you know, he got too old. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we, we played that out. game. Yeah. You used to be, you know, we could open the gate in the backyard. He'd stay there. Unless I opened it at night because he's used to that's time to go hunt. Yeah. And and I knew it was kind of done when one day I opened the gate up and I had to go basically kick on the, the dog house to wake him up, let him know. And and I was hollered at him and he just didn't respond. And it's like, okay, his hearing is pretty much gone now. So uh he can't go hunting no more because like you can't you can't talk to him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I teach uh I had a a dog go deaf on me and i had the, the ones after that I always used hand signals uh and taught them with hands taught them with hand signals also so yeah uh, that I, can... Uh, you can always communicate with them yeah so. and, and you know he was getting old enough then that it wasn't too long after that he got some 
cancer or something and he didn't live too long after that but you know it's it's one of those things that it's amazing what their noses can do and you know if you can't find a deer you know somebody has a dog that's trying to go find them they'll they'll find them oh yeah 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 it was uh 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 several years ago that uh i, I happen to have this old boy I, I miss i miss him that's the that's the problem yeah you know having having dog uh i'm currently dogless but uh <laughs> my uh retirement gift to myself is two german shepherds oh that'd be good so, then yeah another year year and a half i'm done i'm uh i'm gonna find me two uh two shepherds one yeah, not from the same litter yeah uh, but uh i'm gonna gonna have me two boys and they'll be my constant companion yeah so yeah that, that'd be good yeah so we've uh, uh go ahead yeah i was gonna um you know what you got started in archery a long long time ago what was it that got you interested to start with i don't know <laughs> uh, my name i had uh I had two neighbors in a row that lived in the same house was a rental and uh they were into archery and the first one got me interested got sat out there and watched him and his buddies shoot their uh brand new fangled compound bows <laughs> and uh a couple of them would have the still have the old recurves. This was in the early '60s, and uh, man, I don't know. It was just something about watching that arrow fly over to that target that really piqued my interest. And I ended up. Uh, my parents bought me a little little toy, little yellow and red handled toy. Yeah, and uh, um, it. Uh, they got shot well, and and uh, uh, then I got a little older and got a little better bow. Yeah, you just kind of go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just kept building and building and building. So, yeah, I was, uh, but the recurves have always, is what uh, captivated my interest because, uh, you know, they're, the, the wood probably, the shapes, you know, I, I really, really like the, the the shape of them you know i've shot a couple three compounds and just uh just wasn't the same kind of feeling uh even when you turn a uh a compound shooter and i've done a lot of this is turn a compound shooter in, over to a recurve they just they just immediately fall in love with the simplicity and the 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 fun of it uh it just seems like it's more fun there's not as much pressure to hit the target you know with a com modern compound it's quite a machine i mean oh, yeah know, it's like a high-powered rifle there's no excuse not to miss uh and it seems like with a recurve or a longbow you got a built-in excuse to miss <laughs> yeah you don't have any sights <laughs> yeah 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 all the uh, uh all the excuses is built in you just got to separate them from yourself you know, yeah. compounds take a lot of work to stay tuned up. Uh, you know, unless something physically happens to a recurve, then limb gives up or something. It's really pretty. It's the same machine yesterday as it was today. 
It's the human yeah. being that uh, uh, makes it makes a difference. Well, the, I, the the problem with the compounds is there's so many things you can adjust, and I, I know there's a lot of them out there that once they get it adjusted perfectly, they want to mess with it and change yeah. it and change it constantly, changing it. Now, me, once I get a set up and working, I ain't changing nothing until I need a new string. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm making a new string and then put it on. And I, and that's where I got it. I got a new string on it, but I haven't been <laughs> setting it up. So I need to go through and make sure, you know, that everything is still right. I got the knock point where it's supposed to be and, and, and get all that going. And, and, you know, the, the left and right should be okay on the, there. I just need to make sure the knock points right and, and do some shooting. But, you know, me, I, I don't, I don't mess with stuff. I get them fixed up, let them go. I don't, yeah. I don't you know, some people tweak everything and uh, no, I'm not tweaking them. Yeah. The uh, owner here, Tony Gert, uh, was amazed at, at what you, as a traditional archer, what you have to go through to tune your arrow to the bow and to the shooter. And right. everyone's different. totally different some of the yeah. some people you can you can have a arrow punch an almost perfect bullet hole in in 10 15 minutes and i spent a couple hours with guys trying to get the get arrows tuned to their bows to uh to get a good tear so they can have something uh, reliable when they screw the broadhead on and you know add that variance of flight to the end of that arrow yeah so. and i know there's you know there's a lot of people that will put too much pressure on paper tuning. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I set up a compound bow, there's no reason to the paper because it's set up to be perfectly horizontal. It's set up that the rest of the thing is set up, right? You're not going to be doing a lot of tweaking. I've taken people that can't shoot a good hole. And I'm watching. I was like, okay, I can shoot a good hole with this bow because their form is off. And I'll take that bow and I'll shoot perfect hole and then i'll take it and i'll do something purposely wrong and have a terrible shot it's like what's the difference in the way i'm holding the bow mostly and it, i've also seen people with death grip derail their bow when they shoot because what they've done is they've gripped and they've twisted that riser so now it's at full draw that cam is leaned sideways so as you let go that string is already off the edge and you derail it You're like quit gripping your bow you won't derail your bow. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot can go wrong from the time you put the arrow on till it leaves. Yeah, so. and there's just a little bit less of that to worry about with the the traditional bows. You know, you don't have the derailing over the wheels and stuff like that to worry about, and you do grip a little bit more. But I hold my compound and recurve the same way. Yeah, I have that the same grip. I don't need an arm guard because I'm same draw length and and same grip, so it's not going to hit my arm. You know, if you hold it like you do it like a bat or something, yeah, you're going to put that arm in the way. But I do the yeah. same grip, so it feels the same. When I put my hand on that riser, I do the same thing on it, whether I'm shooting a, a compound or a recurve. Now recurves, I don't have slings on them, so I have to kind of wrap my fingers around just a little bit more because uh, I I don't. I don't hang on to it at all. You see, when I shoot my bow, um, the compound, um, my hand don't move. I don't use my fingers to grab anything. It hits my fingers because 
on the older bows they jump forward and, and it'll jump forward hit my fingers and it's like okay once the bows hit my fingers arrow's already gone because the arrow's faster than a bow and, and then you know if i shoot out of a tree stand i don't have a sling on i'm dropping the bow every time i shoot because <laughs> i depend on the sling to keep it from fall, hitting hitting the ground falling off my hand and yeah. i was like i just let go of the bow it's to hang off the sling you can't drop it don't put the sling on yep yep at least a finger sling yeah you well, at least, your at least fingers. Some, yeah i yeah. see a lot of i've seen a lot of the um olympic archers have the uh the the finger sling goes across the index and the thumb just so that they don't have to worry about dropping dropping the bow because they don't want to grab onto it and that keeps it from falling and yeah i uh i use fingertips to keep the uh, bow in my hand and uh mandy uh shoots open-handed with finger sling so yeah so yeah, she want to get on and say hi to our audience or is she going to be bashful this time uh she's uh shaking her head no come here mandy say hi <laughs> You, you had an interview all to yourself, so I know you're not bashful. <laughs> no, no, I am. I'm, I'm not thrilled with it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, we had to get you back on, at least say hi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just been sitting in the back, just supervising, making sure everything's here that we need. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, we had fun talking before, so I thought, yo, we've got to get you back on and <laughs> see what you're doing. We're, you know, we're talking to John about he, what is going on is um, he's kind of filled us on what you're doing. But what do you got going on that's exciting? Um, I, it's just kind of slow right now. Um, just getting the hunting set up ready. Um, you know, it was a good 3D season, uh, good indoor season last year and everything. It just... Uh, yeah, so once I get the uh, hunting set up, I think I'll start working on my indoor setup. Yep. And um, yeah, I took a couple weeks off. Um, I was having some shoulder pain and stuff, but uh, that seems to be doing better. I took a couple weeks off, and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Got to take care of them shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the things uh, as archers can have shoulder problems, especially you know if we get going and. And you start, you see someone with their shoulders way up and draw. Yeah. It's like, yeah. relax, dude, you know, relax. Yeah. And, yeah. and it can, it can get to you after, after a while. And yeah, you just got to take care of them. So you took yeah. two weeks off. Big deal. Yeah. Took about two weeks off. It was, it was kind of good timing. Our uh, kids team was on a break here at Katewe. Um, I helped coach that and stuff too. So um, here in the next uh, month, we're going to start back up again um, with them. So yeah, it'll get real busy again here before long. Yeah. Yeah, it gets it, it gets busy sometimes and I know it's 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 a lot of fun, you know, seeing what you guys got going on and it's kind of nice getting getting guys back on and talking again, seeing that things are going on and and Kia Tia Kia Tiwa. Is that how you say it? <laughs> uh oh, your video froze. <laughs> Oh, look like <laughs> it's uh there we go. Your video froze for a second there. <laughs> oh no, they're yeah, must be having a little bit of internet trouble on their end because their their video froze again and I'm sure they'll come back here in a second. We've had good video all along and good audio for quite a while. So 
you're you're muted, Don. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Your your video froze there for a second. <laughs> It's, it's pronounced katewi. Katewi, okay. Uh, yeah, the, the two E's make an A sound. So, and it's K-O-T-E-E-W-I. So it's, uh, okay. yeah, it's, it's uh, everybody pronounces it wrong until they hear it from us yeah. three or four times. Yeah, I know yeah. I couldn't say it when I first heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of, kind of a, a weird spelling for a name. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's well, Native American. To us, it wasn't wasn't weird to them. That was normal for them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually it's a a word from the Miami tribe. They're the ones that lived here for you know thousand years or so. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, yeah. This year uh, we're anticipating Mandy to make the uh, 3D world team again next year. Uh, so we're going to start her out with her uh, tournament bow right off the bat for indoor season. Uh, it happens to be a 1975 Bear Sea Riser, red, white, and blue. Uh, so we're going to uh, – she took a, a 1971 Sea Riser with her last year. She's got a soft spot for uh, bear archery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, before we signed on with uh, – Three Rivers and started shooting their uh, their DOS bows, which is an excellent, excellent bone itself. Um, uh, we were shooting bears and uh, we were shooting bee risers. And uh, so she kind of cut her teeth on that. And uh, so I mean, we had we had so much trouble uh, last year trying to find a riser that she liked. And then uh, uh, and that would pass the uh, World Archer rules. Uh, they've got some pretty strict rules on uh, the way the riser could be made. And uh, uh, being rookies in that, we wasn't sure exactly. We couldn't get the exact story until she got there. And uh, she she bought a riser. And <laughs> we kept hearing it was illegal to use because of rule changes. So, you know, I came up with a, a 71 C riser, which made a 70 inch target bow. And uh, she instantly fell in love with that. And then uh, in my uh, addiction of collecting recurves, uh, I came across a uh, 1976 or 75 red, white, and blue sea riser, which made another 70 inch bow. And we're gonna put modern uh, fast flight limbs on it. And uh, that's what she's gonna go to trials with in June next year, so. See if she, we can get her back wearing red, white, and blue. She's yeah. someplace in the world. That would that would be good. We'll have to we'll have to have her back on when she gets on there and see how her story goes. <laughs> yeah, she just dropped her head down, shook it. <laughs> yeah, she's a little camera shy. Yeah, our, I don't know. Our, we, our... we talked for over an hour. I'm, I know the last time we was on with her. <laughs> yeah, well, we were lucky. Yeah, he was lucky. <laughs> Uh, our, our business agreement was when we uh, was sitting around one winter and, and I came up with, a, I come up with great ideas, I'll tell you. I come up with, uh, which means work for Mandy. 
our our agreement was uh, that I would deal with people and she would hide in the background and deal with the paperwork and computers. So I'm a little more of a people person than uh, she is, but uh, that was our deal. And since then, I've been thrusting her out in front of people every chance I get. (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah, I ought to turn the camera around and let you look at some of these faces I'm catching right now. (laughs) But uh, yeah, she she just uh, she's not much for uh, getting out in front of public, but and it just don't bother me at all. So I end up doing most of the dealing and and uh, setting things up and then filling her in with what's what and then she coordinates it all because yeah I, I, we actually feel the weaknesses from the other person so we make a really good team at yeah uh, you know we we started the tournaments because we didn't have that many places to shoot we didn't have that much that went on so what do you do when you don't have some place to shoot you create something so right. we started we started the uh, Uh, video froze again and audio froze. So, come back. There you go. Is you're it? back. Okay. <laughs> Tell yeah, us there was a uh, good job because your internet keeps going out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our internet is unstable, it says. Uh, yeah, we created shoots because there wasn't very many. And then all of a sudden, just out of the woodwork, there was just tournaments popping up all over. Um, old places. Uh, Yeah, uh, internet trouble. Internet trouble again. <laughs> yeah, froze oh, again. My gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we can do here. Hey there, yeah, tech. No. Tech result. It's it's the internet here. Uh, are we back yet? Yeah, you're back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> like I said, we we've logged over, uh, almost six thousand miles this summer shooting, uh, and most of it's been right right here in Indiana. That's uh, a lot, several. lot of trips, you know, every weekend going somewhere and. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We're in uh, you know, we've, uh, I think we've shot every tournament in a three rivers Jersey and, and shooting their equipment, uh, provided by, uh, Jonathan and all. So it's, it's, uh, it's just fun. Just fun. I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoy doing it. I'm tickled to death to be hooked up with them. You know, they've uh, really given a lot back. Not too many manufacturers can say that. Now, no. like on the compound end, yeah, there's a bunch. You just go to an IBO event and look, you know. Yeah. And and compound is where the money is. Most of the money is in archery anyway. But uh, traditional archery is, uh, there's, there's a lot of us out there. Uh, yeah, uh, there is. We're a fairly close-knit community, and, uh, you know, we need to be patient with each other and, uh, uh, you know, keep, keep drama low. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a big attractive to a lot of people. Yeah. Is, uh, there's having there's low drama. drama. Yeah. If there's drama, then a lot of people just, yeah, I, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to do something different. And 
But if you can go in and be having fun and don't have to worry about all the, the drama, if you want drama that you watch the TV shows. Yeah. You know, that's all yeah. they have. You know, let's, yeah. let's go out and shoot our bows. Yeah. 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 I actually, we just, uh, I just set a guy up uh, two or three weeks ago with a, uh, with a bear bow set up. Because uh, he said, you guys always have so much fun. Uh, you know, we, we meet every third Saturday here as a uh, club and, and everybody uh, has a $4 discount to shoot. And we go out and we shoot the 3D range and, you know, we're laughing and cutting up and, you know, uh, having a good time. And uh, he was he was jealous of that. So he decided he wanted some of that action. And we set him up with a, a beginner uh, barebow setup. And, you know, he's been on it since he's been shooting every day, he says. And he says he's really enjoying archery again. So yeah, that's that, that's that's the key to all this is just you know have fun, you know do yeah. it. shoot what you want to shoot. You know if you want to shoot your crossbow and and that's where your your fun is, do it. Yeah, you know you just have to have a little bit different target because they have a tendency to bury them little bolts a little too far. On some yeah, of them. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Nora. Uh, in our traditional archery shoots that we put on, we have 12 different classes. So we have a variety of uh, equipment you can shoot, uh, you know, uh, between the men and women classes. So there's a lot of different, uh, different stuff you can bring in and, and uh, shoot. There's, there's someplace for whatever you got in your hand. That's good. That way, no matter what you're shooting, there's there's a group you can go shoot with to shoot the same things, and yeah, that's a lot of yeah. fun that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the majority of everybody's shooting uh, a uh, third. Well, we'll have to find out what he was. Majority of people are shooting, and then he cut out. Yeah, there we go. Majority of people are shooting, and then he cut out. Oh yeah, yeah the. Uh, majority of people are shooting uh, uh, are are shooting for the fun of it. Uh, so that's what our traditional weekends are going to be uh, coming up for next year is just absolutely for fun. If you want to turn a scorecard in, uh, we'll we'll post scores. But if you yeah, I think I think just have internet. fun. Yeah, just have fun. You're in it. It seems to be going out quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I'm not yeah, a techie. Maybe, yeah, may, maybe a storm's rolling in or something, or getting windy, and who knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, in in closing, what would you like to um, tell our listeners? Oh, just uh, uh, have fun with the sport. Uh, you know, it's as individual as the person is. Uh, traditional archery is as individual as the person is. Uh, you know, there's so many variances. Yeah. Uh, uh, and shooting styles, and you know, it's 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 enjoyable to get out and see all of it. And it's uh, <clears throat> I haven't been to a bad traditional archery shoot yet, and I've been to a lot of shoots, so you know get out and uh get busy make new friends yeah and, and that's the thing it, you know if you're someplace and you see somebody wearing a hat that's something 
promote some archery that like go up and talk to them about archery. They're going to talk yep. about archery. You just made yourself a new friend. Oh uh, yeah. You, you know, I, I'll wear different hats. You know, I've got, you know, mostly PSC hats, but I got a Martin hat and, you know, I'll wear those sometimes. And, and of course today I'm not wearing an archery hat, you know, it's actually a gunpowder manufacturer, but uh, you know, I, I just, I wear different hats all the time. So, you, yeah. you know, if you go up and talk to somebody that's an archer, you know, you want a friend, go to an archer range, start talking, asking about their equipment. If you haven't ha ever shot a bow and you're thinking about it, find an archery range. Go in there oh, and talk yeah. to them. They're going to talk. And they may even have something you can shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah. You We're know? fortunate enough to, we probably got, oh, 25 30 rental bows here yeah uh, you know we're really geared to uh start somebody that has no idea what they're doing to uh like mandy you know shooting on team usa we can yeah we got everything covered in between and that's what's nice about you know getting in in groups that deal with that you know like we said earlier that you know your your group whether you go into traditional um, who's a traditional archers or any of the traditional archery groups, you know, or are your, your, um, uh, uh, Cotilla, we, Katewi. Katewi, okay. I'll get this right for the end of this. Katewi, um, archery.com is another place you go out and, and connect with you. And, and it's just, uh, a lot of good information. And, you know, even if they don't live in your state, get a hold of you and talk to you. You might know somebody wherever they live that is close to them that can help them out. Because a lot of people don't know, where do I go? And, you know, around here, you know, there, there is one pro shop in the probably 50 mile area. Uh, all the rest of them are box stores. Yeah. You know, and you go into a box store, you may or may not have somebody that knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we see that. And you go in and some of them only want to sell you the most expensive stuff because they make commissions on the percentage of what they sell you. Stay away oh, from those yeah. places because they're not in it for you. They're in it for themselves to make as much money. Yeah. Now, you, you're going to find some that, you know, going to sell you what you need. Uh, but mostly, you know, a lot of those are going to sell you what they want to sell you because they think it's the best and also makes them the most profit. Um, and if you go to a place that's not working on commission, you're more likely to get somebody that's going to help you with what you want, but go to different, different ranges or, or stores. And if you don't have a, a place like you have there um, where you can go in and you have people that are knowledgeable in compounds and recurves and longbows and just archery in general. And, you know, that's the thing you go in, you know, let's help them out. And, you know, like you and I, and, you know, most of the archery community, you know, that that are in this level um we're going to help you out and oh yeah you know my goal with teaching somebody is i want to make you a better shot than me yeah and as i get older and older that's easier and easier to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth that's the truth <laughs> you know as i get older and older i don't see as well and you know i have blurry pins i have blurry target and i could switch left-handed but, now, but I'm right eye dominant, but actually I can see clearer when I'm shooting with a left eye than my right eye. But, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, you, you just deal with them and, and we just go from, you know, helping you shoot 
and a lot of us that have been teaching for a while, you know, we're going to make you a better shot. You know, if, if you're willing to uh, dig in and, and, and listen to what we're doing, we can adapt it to you. Um, you know, I teach yeah. one Pacific technique and I tell you why I'm teaching that. And then we modify it to fit you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like to, yeah. I like to teach people a, uh, an Olympic style, uh, archery form. I mean, they are right. the best archers in the world, you know, so that's, uh, and then we modify it for, for that individual person. I've had some people with short arms. They can't do the same thing. Somebody with a regular set of set of arms oh, can do, Yeah, you know, so you just got to modify things. They'll never get the, uh, proper back tension that, uh, and the shoulder locks that, uh, some others can get, you know, yeah. they're just because their arms are short. And, you know, you just got to modify it to that person. You know, they say uh, advice is free unless you're a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I know there's there, there's so many things to do. And um, I like to teach and I'll tell you why I'm telling you to do what I'm doing. You know, because if I don't tell you why, you're just like, well, and I always hated the response. Well, because I said to do it this way. Why? You know, like the kids always like you tell the kids do something. Why? You tell me kids like why, why, why? Well, I want to tell you the why, so you don't have to ask me why do we do it this way. And I explain everything, and then you know if it doesn't work. Uh, yeah, you're pointing at Mandy, I think, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I get, I get. Uh, I get a lot of uh, uh, grief around here because I, they say I over explain things and make it complicated. And I'm just, I'm, I'm very detailed in my instructions and I give a why for everything. I, every movement that I tell people to do, there's a why. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and it, uh, you know, our, our lessons that we, we have here are 30 minute and uh, hour lessons. And um, uh, I'm a volunteer here, so you know I don't have to really follow their rules. So right. my lessons, my 30-minute lessons, is 45 minutes to an hour, and our hour, my hour lesson is an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. You know, so uh, you get your money's worth, and it's there's a your first two or three lessons. There's as much talking and explaining why as there is shooting. Right. So you, you're not exhaust, you're not exhausted after, you know, 45 minutes or so, because you've, you've shot probably half as much as some play, some people that would teach you to shoot. Right. Because there's so much why that I like to explain and the dynamics of everything and the physics of it. There's a lot of physics going on and I'm no, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm no math major, but you know, it's, it's simple logic uh, of why. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe one of these days uh, we'll, we'll get in here and, and I'll go through different things and explain, you know, the why's behind everything. And, you know, that would be, you know, something that, you know, so you can learn. It's like, okay, why do this? You know, just the proper grip could take a half hour before you even get the grip right. You haven't even drawn the bow yet. Just getting okay. it and just starting the motion. You know, until you get that right, there's no reason to go on beyond that. And so it can take steps and steps and steps. But, you know, I feel it's like, okay, I want, I'm going to shoot. 
Yeah. Goes, well, you go ahead and shoot, but what are you going to hit? You don't know. Uh, you're not going to be consistent. So it yeah. could be, you know, I could do a whole half hour class just just on the proper grip, whether it's a compound recurve or longbow. You could use the exact same grip. I do. And yeah. it works just fine. It's that that gives me that feel, that bow, the same pressure on my hand, the same way every time, no matter what bow it is, it's the same pressure on my hand, which is the pressure right down here where your, your um, meaty part of your thumb and index or thumb and little finger meet right in that spot in between. You take your lifeline where that's where it meets your wrist. That is the point you want to push with because that locks you into uh, a more force between your whole body and there's a whole thing i've gone into it's like why you want to do different stuff you know martial arts i i did martial arts for 20 years and you know joint locks i did have keto which is a lot of joint locks and manipulation and and you know all that played into why and how i teach currently because the most efficient power is the most efficient power you're going to put into it and yeah. if you can go straight you know when you start getting off at an angle we learned that in martial arts many years ago. If you're going to break a board with your hand and you're not going straight, you're going to hurt your hand and it's not going to break. And then the next yeah. time you try and break it, it's going to hurt even more because now you're afraid of the board because it just hurt your hand. But if you break it, they don't hurt. You know, so yeah. all that goes in. And, and like I say, we can take a long time just doing some of that kind of stuff and, and just these little bitty pieces in here and you know, we it can take, like I said, a long time to explain this stuff and, and you know, helps on there if you have somebody you're actually training when you're doing a video. But, you know, because it's a little hard to talk and go through at the same time. But, hey, I've yeah. done it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, most people that uh, have uh, beginner lessons with me uh, leave here shooting three or four feet away from a block target or a bag yeah. target. You know, you, you learn how to handle the weapon before you start aiming the weapon. Right. So you're, you're trying to train your brain to do one thing and trying to, it's, it's plenty. Trying to train your brain to do two things at once will make the process longer. Well, and, and then too, you know, your first lesson, you might not even shoot with your eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. Eyes closed. Because if you haven't learned the feel of how it's supposed to feel, it, it don't do any good to open your eyes. Yeah, but then you're shooting, you know, like two, three feet away from the boat or the the target, and you have somebody watching in case nobody going to run in front of you. But yeah, you know, eyes closed first lesson. You're not going to shoot with your eyes open because I don't want you aiming. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. want you going through the technique and going through here and drawing and letting down. And with the recurve, it's a little bit easier to let down because you don't have all that that cam action to all of a sudden just take you. You know, you we'll smooth the back. let down. Yeah, we'll, we'll draw back and okay, let down. Go in, grip, draw back. Okay, no, no, that's not right. Draw back. It's like, okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, eyes closed, eyes closed. Okay, that's what it feels like. Okay, open your eyes. Like, it's wrong. <laughs> Close your eyes, then open your eyes. And then take it from it, open your eyes, and you know that feel with your eyes open. And now then you can start worrying about, okay, now we've got it drawn back. We've got the form. And now your release technique. Now you might try that a whole bunch of times, your release technique with no bow, just get yeah. in the motion. And, you know, a lot of recurs, a lot of them they used to take and they open their fingers up. And I've seen people open their fingers up and move their hand forward as they're letting, letting go. 
Well, now you just took power out of the, the bow or they're plucking them off the side. Well, now you're taking that string out, pulling it to the side and releasing it. So now it's going to Yeah, or just finding an anchor point for a newbie. Right. For, for a new person. Uh, I've got a, I got a big mirror in the back. Uh, most of our lessons are done inside. We've got a big wall we shoot at right. in the back and, and, uh, and I got a, I got a mirror back here. So we find somebody, a, uh, anchor point is one of the first hardest things for them to comprehend. Yeah. And I, I tell them it's not normal to have something in your face and then have it accelerate away from you at a hundred miles an hour because they flinch and jerk, you know, and that's just a normal reaction to what's happening. You know, it's not every day you get something in your face and then it accelerates away from you at a hundred mile an hour. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's not, you know I anchor my recurve with index finger in front of the mouth and then others anchor up in the cheek, up, up by the eye, down below. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of different places. You know, the Olympic archers, they seem to anchor down, down lower. And, you know, it just depends on, you know, as you're moving up, your shoulder comes up. So yeah. you you may have a shoulder problem that you run into by anchoring higher because that shoulder's up, and, you know, especially if they bring it up and don't relax that shoulder down. And there's just so many, so many things we can, we can get in. We could, we could. That's spend, a whole other podcast, man. Oh yeah. Each little aspect is a podcast on there. And, and whether you're using recurves or compounds, you know, now they're getting into completely different modification of the technique oh yeah 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 it's still the same technique but we're modifying it because now now you have a, a trigger on them for the wrist straps or you have a handheld one or you're shooting your compound their fingers which most of your new bows you can't shoot fingers anyway no they're just too they're too short you couldn't shoot them fingers if you wanted to or had to because they're just too short um as they start getting below you know about 35 36 inches they get start get tougher and tougher to shoot with fingers Oh yeah. Now, yeah, that, now try and find one that's 35 inches long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. They're they're in the 28s, 29s, 30s, and and you can't shoot fingers with those. You'd be have such a finger pinch that you, you couldn't you'd have to drop your ring finger off just the two fingers and, and then those would be pinched. Yeah, it's the uh, uh, the string's such a sharp V. Right. It's an impossible to you know, shoot them with fingers. And then with the longer draw links, now that peep is so far away from your eye, you're going to have to get a grip, a huge one in order to be able to see through it. You know, it's like a the big, big hunting ones are like peep sights because they're just so small. Yeah. I like a little bit closer. So as I look through it, I can have the pins centered in my, my peep. And as I get older, I had to go with bigger and bigger peeps because I couldn't see through them anymore. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's way it goes, right? Yeah, that's 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 what's happening, Father Time. Yep, yeah, that's that's going to get all of us, and we just got to figure out adapt. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's there's always ways to adapt. I know when we was up at the uh, outdoor expo, we had a lady come in, uh, didn't have a, a the left hand, the arm didn't have a hand and part of her wrist, and she's interested in shooting a bow. We had her shooting a bow that day. Yeah. No hand to hold the bow. And we still was able to get her to shoot the bow. Um, got a release on there. We put an arm guard on the arm, another arm guard around the bow to hold the bow, and she was out shooting. 
And, you know, there, there's a way to adapt for all that stuff. And John has gone silent again. <laughs> his internet, his internet is getting pretty bad. We might have to end this here so that we can, we can go. But yeah, it's, it's been so much, so much fun talking with you. Yeah. Your internet, uh, well, completely gone this time. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun talking with John about uh, archery and all the different things going on. And, and looks like he's connecting back in. Manny's oh, in to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had a blank look on my face when I looked at her. <laughs> yeah. I know it's been a lot of fun talking with you. And um I think we'll go ahead and end this now. And and when we have more more exciting things, you are more than welcome back on. And um maybe we'll Mandy do some talking. See if she <laughs> tried. Believe me, I tried. Was lucky we yeah. got her on the for the bit she was. Yeah, yeah. So but you know, it's 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 a lot of fun talking with you you guys. And I'm sure we'll be talking again some other time, especially when you get something exciting going on again. Well, you yeah. always do. Yeah. We all have stuff going on, but we'll get you back on and yeah. and talk more about archery and update on how things are going and we'll just have a lot of fun. Be happy to. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Yep. My name is Rory Canterbury, and I've been your host on Archstock 101. Um, John, thanks for being on, and we'll see yep. you another time. All righty. Thank you very much.